Welcome back to another episode of The Serial Killer. This week, we talk about Ronald James Ward Jr. Born 1966. Died April 11, 2014. Victims, 4+. plus. Span, August to December of 2000. States, Arkansas, Montana, California. Caught January 2001. Ward was born in Hood River, Oregon. He was raised in the areas of Eugene and Springfield. His father was an abusive womanizer. He gave his wife syphilis, who he divorced when his son was 19. Ward claimed he had eight stepmoms while growing up, and he quit school in the sixth grade. At 19, he married a woman named Donna, who had six kids. He was, a con- he was kind to his adoptive children, taking them out to do activities that he himself never done when his- with his own dad. He also was a football coach for 7th and 8th grades in Coos Bay. Married life didn't suit Ronald or Donna. Ronald was doing heavy drugs at the time. She eventually moved to Arkansas. Ward lost all contact to his stepkids. His drug habits cost him the ability to hold regular jobs. Ward would work odd jobs to make ends meet. After spending time on a boat in Alaska for fishing season, Ronald met Hattie Ann Baker in Pavrelio Center in Missoula, Montana in 1999. She had three children, and she was left by her husband to fend for them by herself. The couple moved to West Virginia so Baker could be near family. Ward started driving garbage truck. Murders. A short time before the killing started, Ward found his girlfriend Baker with another man. Shocked, he quickly stormed out of his gar- out to his garbage truck, claiming that he would drive to Montana to find his mother. He took with him five jugs of moonshine, cocaine, and heroin. Ward, highly intoxicated, came upon Kristen Lorite off a Interstate 40 rest stop in Moralton, Arkansas which isn't too far up the road from where I live. <laughs> she stopped. She had stopped there to splash some water on her face and let her dogs out to run and play. The next day, truckers found one of the dogs running loose. They called the number on the dog tags, which got them in contact with Kristen's mother, Lynn D. Benedetto. The dogs led Arkansas Highway Patrol to Lorite's body, which was behind the rest stop. That rest stop is now blocked off. Her sundress was tossed aside. It was apparent that she was sexually assaulted before being stabbed ten times in the neck. While living in Montana, he friended a man named Craig Petrick. Petrick supposedly beat Hattie Baker. Ward, enraged, shot the man on the spot. Other stories say the men went out to the Sapphire Mountains where they fought. Ward beat Craig with a rock, then shot him twice before he hid his body in a rock crevice. Cops came looking for Ward, but him and Baker fled the state. Jackie Travis, a 49-year-old coke addict from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Travis had a prosthetic leg from a car accident. She recently moved to Merced, California after being homeless. Ward frequented her apartment. Travis was found beaten, raped, strangled, carved on, burnt, stabbed in her apartment on December 7th, eerily similar to to the Arkansas killing. This does bounce around a lot. Um, The information I got from Wikipedia wrote it out in kind of my own words. It does bounce around a lot. So 
Uh, Sheila Polly, a 32-year-old homeless divorcee with three children. She was found beaten, stabbed, and sexually assaulted with her body dumped and covered with leaves in a dry creek in Modesto, California. Witnesses claim to see her with Ward. Okay, this guy, like, went back and forth across the country a bunch in that year, so... Um, Ward was arrested three months later in Merced in connection to Polly's murder. He was taken back to Montana where he was tried for the Petrick murder to which he confessed. He wasn't connected to the other murders till 2007 when DNA linked him to the Lorite killing. Until that time, her parents had billboards up asking, do you know who murdered me? Which I remember seeing these billboards driving down, uh, I-40 in, uh, Arkansas, um, like I said, Moralton, that rest stops probably maybe 15 or so miles from me. Ward was brought to Arkansas and pled no contest. He said he didn't remember killing Lorite, but believed that he was guilty. He was given a life sentence. DNA evidence connected him with Polly and Travis murders in California, which fit his modus operandi. John E. Douglas, a famous FBI profiler, pointed out that serial killers often blame things like drug abuse on their actions while secretly treasuring their crimes in their minds. On April 11, 2014, Ward was found unresponsive in his cell. He was transported to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. No foul play was involved in his death. And that was all for Ronald James Ward Jr., will be the end for Ronald James Ward Jr. Sorry, my phone's acting a little funky tonight and keeps kind of cutting off the recordings. As always, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. We are on Twitter at the Serial Kill 11 and would like for you all to follow there. I post the shows there, a link to the shows there, and I also post uh, on Facebook pretty much from my own personal page, which is Jeremy Skaggs. You'll see a guy with really long hair and uh, in the picture and beard. And um, also, I guess I've never mentioned, but I am a singer in a band, Cryptic Memoirs, if you ever want to look it up on Spotify. Uh, I'd appreciate the plays there, too. It's a goth rock metal band, and uh, you guys might like it. I'm a singer in the band, along with my ex-wife. She's no longer in the band, but we are working on new music, so... Anyways, just thought I'd mention that, but thanks once again for listening to The Serial Killer. I'll see you next week.